My Seven Chakras, Episode 17. The most precious gift we can offer others is our presence. When mindfulness embraces those we love, they will bloom like flowers. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head for thousands of years. This ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. Join Aditya as he embarks on a journey to interview healers, thought leaders, and experts who have dedicated their lives to raising the level of human consciousness. Welcome to My Seven Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Dear listeners, I am excited to bring you our featured guest today, Kathleen Prasad. Kathleen, are you ready to inspire? Yes. Awesome. As the world's premier expert on Reiki for animals, founder of Animal Reiki Source, and president of the nonprofit The Shelter Animal Reiki Association, Kathleen Prasad has developed groundbreaking techniques to help guide thousands of animal lovers all over the world toward peace and wellness through meditating with their animals. So Kathleen, I've given our listeners a little introduction. So why don't you take about 40 seconds to introduce yourself? Hi, um, thanks so much for having me today, AJ. I'm so excited to be on your show. And really for me, um, it's about learning a spiritual practice of compassion for all beings. So although my work is really about animals, it's really about extending compassion to all beings, animals, people, everybody. Reiki means spiritual energy. And so for me, that is our inner essence and who we are. And Reiki helps us to become more compassionate. Well, thank you for that crisp introduction. So here at My Seven Chakras, we believe in the power of Ichinen Sanzen, a Buddhist term which means that there are 3,000 worlds, possibilities, or outcomes from just a single thought. In other words, there is infinite potential in a single thought, concept, or idea. So we usually start our show with an inspirational quote that will get us into a space of awareness, learning, and compassion. So Kathleen, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us an example of how you apply this quote to your everyday life. My favorite, favorite quote is by Thich Nhat Hanh. And the quote is, the most precious gift we can offer others is our presence. When mindfulness embraces those we love, they will bloom like flowers. And for me, this is really about finding happiness, about nurturing our open-hearted presence in each moment of life. And this is also how we help to heal others through the radiance of love and compassion that embraces those around us when we live in that mindful space. And this mindful presence is what Reiki practice is all about. Mm -hmm. That's really inspiring and empowering and just the right thought we need to begin this exciting chat that we're going to have today. So thanks for that. You're welcome. So Kathleen, do you like visiting the mountains once in a while? I love visiting the mountains. Great. So let's just say that you're at a health retreat somewhere among the mountains and someone asks you, Kathleen, what is the main focus at this point in your life? What would you tell them? For me, it would be about how animals and meditation can help me uncover the meaning of true healing. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us and allowing us to get to know you better. 
so Kathleen, my seven chakras is all about learning about our chakras. So listeners, for those who don't know what a chakra is, the Sanskrit word chakra literally means a wheel or a disc. In yoga, meditation or even Reiki, this term refers to wheels of energy throughout the body. And there are seven main chakras which are aligned along the spine, starting from the base of the spine through to the crown of the head. These swirling chakras contain energy, which is called prana, which is the vital life force that keeps us vibrant, healthy and alive. So Kathleen, could you tell us a little bit about the significance of chakras in your practice? Yes. Um, actually, chakras are very important in the system of Reiki. Because Reiki is a Japanese system, we use three chakras, which are actually in Japanese called hara. And the three that um, are used in Reiki are your sacral chakra, your heart, and your third eye. So those three um, are the three hara that we use. And our, our sacral chakra represents earth energy, and the chakra at your forehead represents heaven energy, and the chakra at the heart represents connection energy. So when we develop these qualities within our own energy, we develop our grounding, which is the earth, our expansiveness, which is heaven, and our compassion, which is heart. And that's how we support others to rebalance and to heal. Wonderful. I love this question because of the interesting, informative and profound wisdom that I get to listen to every single time. And similarly, in your case as well, I learned something new about the chakras that are used in Reiki. So Kathleen, let's dive right into what you're so famous for animal reiki so firstly what is animal reiki well animal reiki really is about meditation so often we think of reiki as being something that is hands-on healing for mm -hmm. people but with animals it's very different it's about the spiritual practice and the meditation aspect and that's how we connect with animals and so they can connect and heal in that space that we create through our meditations. It's like a, a radiance which flows out from us. So we, we radiate this beautiful heart energy. The animals connect with us heart to heart. And it's that heart to heart connection and presence which brings the profound healing that Reiki has. So what do you like most about this wonderful practice of animal Reiki? And how has the knowledge and the wisdom of this practice benefited your life so far? Oh, well, really, Reiki has taught me to listen to animals as my spiritual teachers. And that is something that's really been profound in my life. I've learned so much about life, about healing from anim my animal teachers. And the healing practice of meditating with animals, it ended up helping me too. Animals and Reiki have supported me in healing my lifelong battle with anxiety, which I had since I was a small child, and also most recently in the last four years, helping me to recover from breast cancer. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. And in fact, I like when you say that you learned a lot about life and particularly about Reiki from animals. I also agree with that because the first thing I learned when I look at an animal is patience because animals are never in a hurry to go from one place to another to get things done. And sometimes I feel that when I'm staring into <laughs> a dog's eyes or a cat's eyes, I feel that there's a human in there and and it's it's very intense. So 
<laughs> I, sometimes I can't explain it, but I <laughs> totally get what you're saying is that they teach us a lot and really inspire us. So thanks for that. Yes. So how did you begin practicing animal Reiki? And uh, what were you doing before you began this practice? Could you tell us the story behind that? Well, I, I never expected to be doing this work. It sort of was, um, you know, how life happens. <laughs> and um, I used to be a middle school teacher in San Francisco. And I worked with a lot of at-risk youth. And when I worked with them, I found pretty early on that animals were the key to getting them engaged in school. You know, kids that weren't interested, that didn't really want anything to do with school. But if I brought animals into the discussion, suddenly they perked up, their eyes would sparkle, they would tell me a story about their dog or their cat. And so um, I began to write curriculum about kindness to animals and create projects that involved animals and even volunteering in the community at animal shelters and with rescued animals. And I was so amazed at the animal's ability to get through to these kids I mean, animals were such amazing, amazing healers and just changing these these kids' lives. And it was about that same time that I learned Reiki. And so I began to see Reiki as a way to give back to the animals who needed help from us, like shelter animals. And I felt they deserved it because they gave so much to people and healed. You know, I began to really see animals as healers. And I thought, wow, people really need to be giving back to animals as well. And over time, I've learned that Reiki really heals both ways. So when we're in the Reiki space, we are helping to support the animals to heal and the animals are supporting us to heal. It's a really beautiful sort of cycle of healing that happens. Wonderful. So I completely agree. Kids love animals. In fact, everyone loves animals, especially if it's like a puppy or a kitten There's something <laughs> yes. special about these animals and those kids were so lucky to have you as that experimental teacher who instead of teaching them the regular curriculum decided to try something new like you also took them for those excursions to the animal shelters maybe mm-hmm. uh, help them to look beyond just the class curriculum and really become a member of the society as a whole so I'm sure they love that experience And uh, I I love your story as well, because uh, what comes to my mind is Steve Jobs' quote when he says that you can't connect the dots looking forward, you can only connect them looking backward. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future and you have to trust in something, maybe it's your gut or karma or whatever. Uh, And it's obvious that you trusted in yourself, you met the right people, you trusted in the students and you took action and most importantly, you believed in yourself which led you to becoming what who you are today. So thanks for sharing that wonderful story. Oh, thank you. So I can imagine a person right now going, well, this is powerful. I would like my pet dog or a pet cat to experience an animal Reiki session too. So what are certain benefits that an animal uh, could obtain from an animal Reiki therapy in the short term and on the long-term basis as well? So short-term, the kinds of things that you would see from animals, you would see immediate stress relief and relaxation. So it's really wonderful for animals that might be, you know, like, for example, in shelters, very stressed out and and stressed, um, upset or pacing or barking or, you know, sometimes people have animals at home that are just anxious and stressed. So we can see almost immediate um, relaxation in the in stress from animals. Also, if you practice 
this Reiki meditation with your animals, you will begin to really deepen your bond with your animals and begin to feel more peaceful and happy in your relationship with them, which is really beautiful. And then long term, you know, the Reiki practice is really about every part of your life. So you might begin when you're sitting with your animals for 15 minutes a day, really feeling that peacefulness. But after a while, you're learning how to be in that peaceful space, that present and mindful space, even outside your meditation. And so you begin to bring it into your life more. And also, because your animals are there with you, you will slowly transform the way you view animals and begin to really see beneath the surface and see their spiritual wisdom and their beauty. And this in turn will increase your compassionate action in your life and your healing will go to the very deepest levels. Wonderful. So from what you say, uh, animal Reiki really helps you deepen the bond with your animal companion as you have those 15 to 20 minute sessions. And also you learn to become more present, which I'm sure will help you everywhere in your relationships, at work, in community. And over a period of time, that habit that you inculcate leads you to becoming who you are. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's it's a lifelong practice. Mm-hmm. So this is some really useful information for people who have pets at home, pets who are actually family members because of the love, affection and the unconditional love that they have for their human companions. And sometimes benefits can take time, but having the patience and faith can allow us to reap the benefits, to reap the real benefits at that point of time. So thank you. Thank you. Now, Kathleen, the alternative healing space is truly amazing, where at times miracles can take place. And I've heard of numerous healing stories in which people literally transformed their lives. So what is the biggest and most inspiring client success story till date Uh, of yours. In this case, you could also share a story about an animal or a pet maybe. I think for me, um, it's really hard for me to choose one, but I would say my shelter animal clients. I've seen so many miracles in shelters through Reiki. I've seen a, a tiny kitten that was poisoned and on the brink of death come back within a one-hour treatment, come back and drink water and and open her eyes and and get better. I've seen um, feral cats who are completely fearful and freaked out totally relax and actually come forward to the front of the cage to be closer to me while I'm meditating. I've seen traumatized dogs who are completely shut down and depressed and just laying in the back of the cage and they don't lift their head and, and their eyes are just vacant. And within a one-hour treatment, they will get the sparkle back in their eyes and even come all the way forward and wag their tail and roll over on their back so I can rub their tummy. I've seen dogs who are shaking uncontrollably due to fear stop shaking completely after just one treatment. I've seen dogs who are barking incessantly in a shelter from stress for maybe two or three days, barking so much that their their um, voice is gone and they cannot stop barking and they will lie, lie down and fall asleep within one one treatment. And so for me, it's like shelter animals, they often are hiding 
behind the walls of fear and sadness and stress and trauma that they've been through. But Reiki can help dissolve those walls so that their beautiful bright light shines through. And this is makes it easier for potential adopters to see who they really are. So when they walk into that shelter, they look at that animal, they can see who they are and maybe want to choose them to be part of their family. So uh, I've seen Reiki improve adoption rates in shelters because they help animals to show who they truly are so they can find their forever home. Wonderful. Those are some really marvelous results and, in fact, unbelievable. You mentioned dogs and other animals. For example, dogs who are traumatized, who are literally shaking frantically, who might be barking and have lost their voice. And all of a sudden, because of that meditation, because of that healing energy, that power, uh, they have that sparkle in their eyes, they're wagging their tail, they're rolling over, which are actually signs of dogs that have happiness, uh, you know, uh, f- uh, from their owners all throughout their lives. So uh, I'm really uh, surprised that such a practice can help dissolve those walls. So thanks for sharing that. It's beautiful to see. It, it really is. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, in line with what you were sharing and from what, what I understand, these Pet animals, maybe a dog or a cat, might be experiencing varying levels of pain, anxiety or stress that they might not be able to communicate to their owners. So what are certain things an owner needs to keep in mind before getting into one of your sessions? What do you normally tell your clients? The most important rule is to always let the animal lead. And so that's very different. In a human Reiki treatment, we would have the person lay on a massage table, and then we would go around and do hand positions, and we would lead. And the person would be laying with their eyes closed, relaxing. But with animals, it's totally different. We need to be the one who is still. So we might find a place to sit down and meditate with our hands just resting on our lap, closing our eyes, meditating. Then the animals can come to us or move away, come forward or go a little bit further away. And sometimes animals want to say yes to Reiki. Sometimes they might walk out of the room and say no. We should always respect what they want and let them set the pace, let them lead the way. As you said earlier, really being patient is really important. Animals should always be free to move about. And the other thing about Reiki, because animals are so sensitive, you know, we, we might need that physical touch to feel the energy, but animals, they don't need that. So touch isn't necessary. The most important thing is the heart connection, not the connection with our hands. Well, thanks for sharing that. I think uh, you said that sometimes the animals might be receptive to Reiki at that point, sometimes no, but it doesn't mean that they will never be receptive. It's just that at that point, maybe they're not feeling like getting into a session. So you need to respect them like you would any mature adult, your friend, family member. And it's really interesting that you say that animals don't need the touch. They have that heart to heart connection. Uh, And that is some really highly beneficial information for owners who really want to heal and nurture their animal Uh, They're pet animals. So thank you. You're welcome. So Kathleen, from your experience, what is one highly beneficial health advice or tip that you could share with our audience, which can be implemented immediately? For example, drinking warm water with a dash of honey and lemon is really healthy for the body. That's what one of our featured guests shared. So here is my number one practice for you to do, Reiki practice, is to start a daily meditation practice and invite your animals to sit with you and the only practice is to breathe in through your nose 
See your breath as a beautiful healing light filling your whole body all the way down to your sacral chakra, your lower belly. And on the out breath, imagine that light expands out your body, out your skin, out into your aura, and out into the universe. So breathing in through your nose, filling your body with light, connecting with your lower belly, and breathing out, expanding that light into the universe. If you just do that breath for five minutes a day and invite your animals to sit with you when you do, you will start to see immediate transformation in, in your animals and also within yourself. More mindful presence, more open-heartedness, more peacefulness, more harmony. That simple practice will transform your life. Well, that is an awesome tip. And I am sure that a lot of our listeners are going to try it out with their pets tonight. So thank you. Great. So let's move into the next phase of our show, which is all about major challenges or learning moments. At My 7 Chakras, we are all about gaining life lessons from the experiences of our guests. It is only when we push ourselves beyond our limits that our success becomes meaningful to ourselves and respected by others. So Kathleen, uh, tell us about a time when you were faced by a major challenge or barrier Take us to that moment and tell us what were you feeling at that instance? And then how did you approach or overcome that particular challenge? What I want to share with you tonight, AJ, is um, my major health challenge in the past few years, which has been breast cancer. And being diagnosed with breast cancer at age 41 and being a meditation teacher, um, being a vegetarian, uh, making healthy lifestyle choices my whole life, this was very shocking and and almost impossible for me to believe that this could happen to me. I felt very helpless, extremely overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I began to question, you know, what is healing? Like, what have I been doing all these years if, if I still get cancer? You know, mm -hmm. if I die, does that mean that Reiki has failed? And I really had to sit with that and also sit with my fear of death and um, I began to realize that true and lasting healing is not about the physical body, but about the spirit. And I began to meditate three times a day to help me to cope with the stress. And after my surgery, I continued this, these frequent meditation sessions um, with Reiki. And that really helped me to see through, you know, in the meditation space, I could feel my inner essence, my inner light, you know, the light I was talking about that we see in the shelter animals underneath all their stress, you know, that beautiful part of them, I had to look underneath the cancer underneath my fear underneath my pain from, you know, all these surgeries I'd been through and say, where is my beautiful bright light? And Reiki meditation and sitting with my animals who did not leave my side as I went through all this, it really helped me to connect with that part of myself that was always perfect, even in the midst of all these difficulties. And so that meditation really, really helped. And the second thing that helped me get through was focusing on, you know, when I was, for example, when I had to go through radiation and I thought, oh, this is so frightening and terrifying because I was all focused on myself. And then when I opened my eyes and looked around in the meditation area, the, the suite where we would wait before we'd go in for our, our therapy, I could see people that were lonely, that didn't have a supportive family like I had, that had nobody there to help them, and also that had a bad 
um, prognosis, which I have a very good prognosis. I'm very grateful. So I could see that I was not the worst off. I was actually very blessed in that moment. And so I realized I'm here as a Reiki teacher in this space and I can do some good right now in this moment. And so I created a whole meditation practice to do while I was sitting in the radiation lounge with all these other people so that they could hopefully benefit from the peacefulness that I would radiate out. And so shifting my focus away from myself at those most anxious moments and having another purpose to help them, that really helped me to get through that and to feel that importance of, you know, being compassionate and and helping others. That was really, really helpful. So looking back now, what is that one major life lesson you would want our listeners to take away from your story? I think um, being mindful and present, even in difficult moments, opening our heart, even in difficult moments, and helping others, even when we ourselves are not at our best. Um, All of those things can help us remember our true purpose for being here, which I believe is helping others. So first off, thank you for sharing your precious life lessons with us and allowing us to learn from your experiences. Going back to a moment of trial or a challenge is never easy. So I applaud you for that because we believe that experiences only make us stronger and wiser. So Kathleen, now that we've learned from your experiences facing a major challenge, we are now moving on to the next portion of our show, which is all about finding the reason we've been placed on this earth. We're going to talk about finding your true calling or purpose. So listeners, when you find your true calling, it's a different feeling of happiness and fulfillment. You realize that you've been training for your calling since the moment you were born. And just when you need it the most, the right people will show up with just the right tools you'll need to support you on your journey. So in case you haven't found your calling yet, hang on, because you never know when you will have your big aha moment. So my question to you, Kathleen, have you found your calling? If yes, what is your calling? Yes. I am very excited to tell you I have absolutely found my soul and spirit's calling and I am so grateful to have found that. What my calling is and what I love more than anything else in the world is to teach people a spiritual practice of compassion for all beings, to connect with all species and to realize we are all one and we are all here to help each other. And I truly believe that if we all were to sit with another species and to realize this on a deep heart level, that it would be possible for us to live in harmony on this planet, all species together. So I'm very blessed to be you know, in only in my 40s and already to have found my true calling and be able to travel the world doing it. I just, I'm very grateful. Thanks a lot. So from the Buddhist term, Ichin and Sanzen that I shared earlier, life is all about magical moments. So what is that one moment that you can share with our listeners beyond which you knew without a doubt that this is what you were meant to do? So let's go back in time. Let's hear that story. Gosh, you know, it's... Uh, I think there are so many moments, it's hard for me to to really focus on one, but I would say if I had to pick one moment where I knew, it was a moment when um, I was asked to go to the Elephant Sanctuary in Tennessee and teach Reiki to the staff 
there so that they could share Reiki with their elephants in their care, many of whom have been traumatized um, in bad situations for many, many years till they find this beautiful, wonderful sanctuary where they live in freedom and in families um, for the rest of their lives and safety. And at the time, I was still a teacher in middle school. I learned Reiki and it was really changing my life, but I wasn't sure if this could be something that I, a person could do. You know, in those days, people only did really human Reiki. And so realizing that I could that, that this opportunity opened up to go to this amazing place with these amazing animal heroes, these people that run the sanctuary, and to be able to share to help the elephants. It made me realize in that moment that this is what I want to spend the rest of my life doing, is traveling the world to help people help the animals in their care to, to heal at the deepest soul and spirit level. That it just was so, I just felt so amazed at that moment that I was going there and doing that and very rapidly I retired from teaching and began to do this full time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now that's phenomenal and thanks for sharing. I like how you mention the term animal hero and it's I think it's for all of us all the listeners as well that it's not that difficult to be a hero. It just requires one thoughtful action maybe one word or maybe one thing that you do towards being a better member of the society that can make you that hero, an animal hero. So thank you. Thank you. So all right, Kathleen, we have now reached the final round, which is called the wisdom round, where I will ask you a series of questions and you will respond with nuggets of wisdom, just like in a rapid fire round. During this round, our listeners will get to listen to nuggets of wisdom, get inspired and obtain actionable steps that they can take right away. So Kathleen, are you ready? I'm ready. What is the best advice you have ever received? The best advice I ever received was actually from a dog, from my dog Dakota. And when he was in hospice, and so he was dying, I wanted badly to cure him. And I was frantic to cure him with Reiki. And um, he actually showed me he didn't want anything to do with Reiki when I was trying to fix him and heal him. He stopped and he looked at me very intensely and I suddenly had a light bulb moment and I realized that he might be dying of cancer but he was fine it was I was the one who had the problem I was the one who needed healing and I needed to go inward to heal myself so that I could be present with him on that journey and that was such a huge thing in my practice is we aren't here to fix somebody else we are here to go inward for ourselves and then when we when we know who we are now we can be present in a healing way to help others and my dog Dakota taught me that at my seven chakras we strongly believe that great habits can dramatically enhance the quality of your life so if you had to recommend a personal habit that contributes to your well-being what would that be spend time every day with animals every day and whatever animals, your animals, other animals, um, animals of friends out in nature with wild animals, spend time every single day with animals. Absolutely. So Kathleen, describe the first two hours of your day. What is your morning ritual like? Well, I have an eight-year-old daughter, Indigo. So my mornings involve getting her ready for school, making her lunch, making her breakfast, sitting with her and chatting about the day, driving her to school. Then once I drop her at school, 
I do one of two things. I will either take my dog out into nature for a hike, or I will go to the farm where I keep my horses and ride. I absolutely love to get outside in nature as soon as possible every single day of my life. And luckily, I live in California, so the weather's pretty good, so I can do that almost all year round. <laughs> no one ever complains about the weather in California. <laughs> so you are really lucky. Yes. Now, we know that reading books can be really inspiring and life-changing. So if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Well, I would like to be a little bit selfish and recommend my book, Reiki for Dogs. Sure. <laughs> my book that I wrote. <laughs> and um, I would recommend it because although it's focused on dogs, many of the ideas can be translated for any species. So Reiki for Dogs is going to guide you in meditation with your animals. It has step-by-step um, -step examples of how Reiki can help your animals. It has many meditations to start working on right now with your animals. It has real-life case studies of dogs who've been helped by Reiki, lots of tips to help you to get started. And it also has um, my story about Dakota, who I mentioned tonight, and his story with Reiki, and also um, a little bit about my journey with breast cancer in there. So it's a book that's very near and dear to my heart, and I hope will inspire your listeners to try Reiki with their animals. So apart from your book, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners will get, is there any other book that you would recommend to our listeners? I would recommend, for me, I really like um, books that are very simple spiritual books. So I love anything by Thich Nhat Hanh. I think um, would be probably some of my number one course I started tonight with a quote by Thich Nhat Hanh. <laughs> um, any kind of like a, a Zen type approach to life, a very simple Buddhist approach to life, um, I think is are wonderful books. So that's that would be, I would say, would probably be my number one recommendation. I find his writing very simple, very straightforward, very heart-centered and heart-based, and really about being mindful and being present. So I would say anything by Thich Nhat Hanh. So Chakra Healers, you can find links to all the resources that we discuss about in the show notes. So Kathleen, I've truly enjoyed learning about your journey and the stories you shared were really inspiring. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're really grateful for today. Tell us the best way we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. I am very grateful today to have so many beautiful, amazing, wonderful animals who have supported my healing journey and who I have had the awesome experience of a supporting in their healing journeys. So I just want to say thank you to all of my animal teachers in my life. And if you want to know more, please visit me at my website, um, www.animalreikisource.com. And you can also visit my nonprofit for shelter animals, the Shelter Animal Reiki Association at shelteranimalreikiassociation.org and we also have Facebook pages. I'm also on Twitter at Kathleen Prasad and I'm also on Pinterest and so I would love to see and hear from all of you there. <laughs> awesome. We'll add all these links and all these domains to the show notes so people can click on them and head on over directly to your website. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being able to share what I love most. 
So thank you for having me. So Kathleen, thank you for coming on our show today and sharing those precious nuggets of wisdom. I hope our paths cross again sometime really soon. You have a wonderful week ahead filled with inspiration, peace and California sunshine. Thank you and same to you. You are listening to My 7 Chakras. Go to my s e v e n chakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired and take action. Transform your life today.